What's good, y'all? I know some of you are out there feeling down and alone and feel like you need a change in your friendships, your relationships, and just in life in general. Well, I want you to look no further than The Rundown with Terrell Garnett, where we will help you create your own story, your journey to freedom. This is The Rundown with Terrell Garnett. Get into it, y'all. Okay, so we're back, y'all, with another podcast. I have my guest on today, and I'm going to, as you guys already know, I'm going to have them introduce themselves, but I'm going to have her introduce herself, and yeah, we're going to get into this. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Amanda. Um, I'm a single mommy of three, and yeah. It's <laughs> perfectly fine everybody gets a little nervous so it's all good um, yes. <laughs> um so just to kind of break like the ice I always ask this question as of late because of everything that happened last year so with all the injustices that happened in 2020 as well as the pandemic and the presidency um how has 2020 helped shape you or define you as a person it's really shaped me into the person I think that I didn't know I could be or was you know or or am shall I say um it definitely has opened my eyes to so much and not only to what's taking place in the world but also my worth as a human as a person as a as a a woman and a mother. So it's definitely done some interchanging in me. That's good. So you say, and, and what exactly, what kind of ways has it, has it shaped and changed you? Like, can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, in 2020, I not with all this chaos that took place in the world, I also had my baby. Um, and I was also going through a breakup, very sudden, unexpected. Um, and I was trying to just figure out here I am three, three kids in and I'm still a single mom. Like what is going on? And um, my, I had my daughter January 10th and from January 10th up until Um, I would say August of last year, um, I went through a lot. I um, found myself in a really dark place. Um, I was very depressed. I was going through postpartum. Um, I was dealing with a lot of sicknesses that I didn't know I had. Um, And as well as my baby, she was sick. She was very sick. She was hospitalized. And so I was going through all this while she was going through her, while she was going through what she had to go through and then dealing with a pandemic and then seeing all this chaos on TV and the news, everything. And then I still have two children that I had to take care of that. I wasn't even able, I wasn't at the time, wasn't fit to take care of them um, because of everything I was dealing with. And so um, the breakup really did something to me. And then on top of that, 
the pandemic and then just everything really had me lost and I was I didn't know what to do literally like I would wake up and I would want to go back to bed because I didn't want to face life and um but that's when God really got a hold of me and to, and like the the all this time throughout this whole uh, last year um I really felt I had to go through it I had to go through every bit of it because it shaped me. Now I'm stronger. I'm more, I know my value, my worth as a mother, as a, as a person. Um, and I know <laughs> there's one of mother. them. There's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just really shaped me to, I know my worth. I know my, what I'm called to do. And, and throughout the pandemic, I really throughout no you're fine um it really my gifts that I have that I didn't know I had um started to come out last year and so that was that really helped me um as well get through the year because I was able to keep myself busy um I hope I'm not all over the place no no you're not (laughs) but I'm gonna stop you right there because there's something that you said and I want to put this on um it's called why not me by tasha page lockhart and i feel like it kind of um describes i don't know kind of what you went through in a sense and it's so funny because i remember texting you this song and i end up not actually texting you i don't know at first i think i texted a different amanda and i'm like why she never respond (laughs) oh my god that happens so often (laughs) but um here's the song um so get into it When I look in the mirror, I see a girl Beautifully broken, perfectly flawed I don't even know how I made it this far And I'm asking myself questions like Why did I do it? Why did this happen to me? Then I said you can get through it You just have to believe What I do now, gotta make it all count So why not me? I'm the perfect person to go through the storm. It won't break me, it won't kill me, I'll move on. And then I'll come out even better than before. And I'll never see this place anymore. Cause my faith is getting stronger every day. I'm removing everything that's in my way. And the fact that I survived another day makes me say why not me why not me why 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 sorry you're gonna make me emotional no it just hit 
<laughs> yeah, is, but you know? yeah, but like when you were talking, it just reminded me of that song. And usually when I do these podcasts, I have like some songs lined up. And then if someone says something, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this is going to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what happened. Um, the song basically yeah. stating that like, and I think a lot of times when we go through things, we're always just saying, God, like, why am I going through this, God? Like, why me? Why me? Yes. Instead of thinking yeah. like, what I'm going through is going to make me stronger. So why not me? definitely what makes me so special that I can't go through things yeah it's it's there was a time when I was in the hospital with my daughter when she was admitted and I was like god I I was like what next like what the heck like what's gonna happen next you know and I remember being there and I could just only play worship music my I just that's all I would I would fall asleep to it and my baby would fall asleep to it. But I knew at that time, because I was in the hospital with her for 10 days and I was by myself. Um, but I knew that those 10 days were meant um, regardless of how ugly the situation had sent, uh, was. was um, it was that time with him that I was able to get me and the baby with him. And it just, it, it made me, stronger and I stopped questioning God at that point because I knew I'm not just your regular person like I have to go through it I have to because it's only going to make me stronger you know so yeah I really again thank you for even doing the podcast I'm going to ask some more questions but um I just that that that's just a a huge testament because there's so many people in this world that uh in their lives over like certain things um and and stop to think about like you know maybe I can get through this or maybe I you know I am stronger than than what uh, I feel in that moment that that my current situation isn't you know the destination of my life so with everything that you said that you're going through with the breakup and everything um and you said it was so unexpected um do you ever feel that you could have handled or did anything different for that not to have happened? Or do you feel that it was meant to be? I definitely feel it was meant to be. Um, It was the relationship I was in. um, It was more so forced because I was pregnant. Um, And we kind of just went into it. We, we've, dated like on and off um we would see each other for about five years it was going on five years and and it's crazy because the moment I decided for myself because I was very I felt like I was stuck there with this person I just couldn't break from it it was like I was chained and I I didn't know how to get out of it I was I was just so into this it wasn't even a relationship at the time before I got pregnant. Um, and I made the decision myself because when, every time we would stop talking or whatever it may be, it was him. And he would say, like, he would just kind of cut me off. And this time I was like, no, like, I'm done. Like, I cannot do this anymore. I, I deserve better. And sure enough, I was pregnant. And I just, I was like, I, there's so many things as a mom, as a single mom, you're like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? And 
there's a lot of things like I mean I I could have gotten abortion I could have there was some you know but my heart I I could not like I'm like no like you're not gonna do this like I just couldn't I didn't have it in me and we decided to start dating and it was already bad it was just toxic and instead of leaving I try to stick it out and I found myself very mentally drained I was very unhappy and a month before my baby was due um my daughter's dad decided that she wanted to uh he wanted to leave and the excuse was to serve god so i was very very confused i have a (laughs) um a friend that hopefully he don't listen to this <laughs> he don't know i'm talking about him <laughs> but um I, but um and he's with the girl now and i still feel kind of i feel kind of salty because she broke up with them or whatever the case was and told him is because of god like and like i was like she's smart because how do you argue with that you can't like <laughs> yeah like i i thought it was kind of twisted though because mm-hmm. in my mind I'm like, well, we can serve God together. Like, why don't we bring God in the middle of this and we can be stronger, you know? Like that was, I was so lost. I was like, whoa, like a ton of bricks. One month before I'm due, here I am picking up pieces. To, to Even just to be excited for my daughter's birth because it's like everything went left. It went it went before the breakup. I kind of shut my family out. I did a lot of things. It was a lot, but I, I truly feel this breakup had to take place because it was very ugly. It was very ugly during the relationship, even after it was beyond hard. But we're a year in now and I'm feeling a lot better. It's good. It's funny how um, so many things can change just within months and years and how you felt. Like I realized um, for me, not that I can relate to any of that, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but um, I write blogs here and there and I was trying to do them more often. But for me, I'm, I'm not a writer. So when I write, I literally have to be it has to be from my heart. I can't just put something out just to throw something out. So I wrote this blog when I was feeling some type of way about friendships or just my life in general. And then two years later, I, at the end of 2019, going into 2020, I happened to read the blog that I wrote in 2017. And I'm like, I feel exactly the same way I felt back then. And I don't have any of the same people in my life. So I, I realized that I was like, oh, snaps, like, I got to make a change because this, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that I felt the same way until I read the blog, that it was yeah. like, oh, I, like, I'm repeating the cycle. Um, yeah. And I don't want to bring that into this next year. And then everything that happened in 2020 came on. But like, for yeah. me, um, I feel like everybody, like a lot of people had a really rough 2020. Whereas me, it was actually the complete opposite I felt like I found myself I started a podcast I like focused on myself and that's not something that I normally would do um 
So there's that, a lot of positives. Me. Yeah, there's a lot of positives. I, I really, I as ugly as 2020 may have seemed, it, it so much good came out of it. Like I, I just feel for in my life as well. Like I mean, I went through a lot, but if I didn't go through any of that who would I be right now? You know, where would my mindset be? And like, I like depression, like I was saying, I went through, I went through it so bad where my kids noticed, like I was crying every day. I was crying. I was, there was thoughts. I went through postpartum. There was a lot of ugly thoughts in my brain, like in my mind. And I didn't know how to seek help. I was terrified. I was just nervous. Like, are they going to take my kids from me? Um, what's going to happen. And even as the other parent, like, I'm like, what if he tries to take my daughter from me? Like I was scared and I couldn't even be home. I, 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 I could not be in my, in my apartment. And finally, I just, I cried out for help. I, I told my mom and I was able to, thankfully that I have such a supportive family because even just my support team in general, my I made friends, you, I, <laughs> I, you know, like I, Jerry introduced me to you and you're, since then we've been communicating and you, um, you've helped me. You may not have noticed or, and you may ha- like not even realize it, but you know, you helped me even just reaching out to my son and, um, building a little friendship with him. And, um, I thank God for my support team because it, that's really what helped me to to get through it i'm glad i can be of any service um i want to ask though for like single mothers how is how to being a single mother how has co-parenting been for you or is it a thing (laughs) okay well my two children um my my two i have three i have three i have i have 11 year old i have a six year old and then i have my little one year old um so my 11 and six year old, their dad is not in the picture. Um, but for my baby, her dad is, I guess you can say somewhat, I'd give it a like a 10% out of a hundred. <laughs> but um, better than um, my dad. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know though. You know, sometimes it's almost like, and that's right now what I'm really it's, it's hitting, it's already hit the year mark of when my daughter was in the hospital. And um, the first six months of her life, he didn't want, he gave me a very hard time. Like it was, he wanted a, a, a DNA test. He just, it wasn't sitting right with him and all these things. And I knew in my heart, it was without a shadow of a doubt, like this is your, this is your kid. And um, it, we did the DNA test and it was 99.99999% you know um and then um now he wanted to be active and wanted to help and but my daughter's a year and he it's not it's not easy co-parenting is not easy especially with someone that is more talk than action it's very hard um it's almost easier for me to do it alone than to have someone involved in it. Yeah. And, and some people don't understand that, but it's less stress on me and it's, 
I just pray. And, and this is something that I've been dealing with the past week because um, he sees her every other two weeks, one Sunday. So he sees her two times out the month, every other Sunday for only two hours. And even that's hard for him to commit to. Um, and I'm as a mother, it's like, what are you, you know, like, it's like almost like calling out sick for work. It's like, I have a headache. Like, what do you mean? I, I have headaches every day, but yeah. I got to keep pushing. I got to take care of these kids, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's very hard. It is very, very hard, especially someone that uses God as an excuse for a lot of things. Um, and picks the, the pri his priorities are just not where they should be I feel um so it's it's very challenging but I as much as I want to give up on it I just continue to pray and ask God like okay what do you want me to do because I know what I want to do <laughs> I want to cut this dude out completely yeah but what do you want me to do let me slow let me slow down for my daughter because I want to give her the best I can, but what, you know, God guide me. That's, that's, that's been me these past couple of weeks. Like just lead me in the right direction and not, I don't need to slash any tires. <laughs> not slash yeah. tires now. Yeah, I know. I know. Sometimes it just feels like that. It feels like you want to take action. You're angry, but it's like, you can't, you know, I, I have to slow down. <laughs> But, yes. Oh, okay. I want to play yeah. this song yeah. by Queen Naja. Uh, and then I'm going to get into some more dialogue. They told me that I'm running out of time. I ain't lit no more. Say my music getting weak. It don't hit no more. Sometimes I don't want to have fame or get rich no more. But I got two kids to feed. I can't sit no more. I foot the bill for everything. World on my shoulders. Want to break down, but I can't. I got to hold up. Want to free my mind, but I'm trying to stay sober. I ain't really live yet. I'm only getting older. I got too much to say. Yeah, I got too much to say. I got too much I hide I got too much to say Yeah, I got too much to say I got too much to say I got too much I hide I got too much I see the pain in my baby's eye He gotta go from house to house, I gotta tell him why But he's way too young to understand how Mama couldn't say, cause your daddy broke me down I got scars from the past I don't talk about And I could probably ruin lives if I run my mouth up over my bruises and fake a smile Turn on the camera, we gotta make this money now I got too much to say Yeah, I got too much to say I got too much to hide I got too much to say Yeah, I got too much to say I got too much to say I got too much to hide um, I love that song. <laughs> like I knew I was gonna play that song before the podcast, yeah. but it literally, it just, she just said everything that you were saying. It just said, yeah, yeah, that song. When I heard that song the very first time, I was like, man, like she's one of my favorites. By yes, the way. I love her, and I, I seen her live, and I like she had the song Karma and Medicine, and I yeah, like those yeah. songs. I'm like, okay, it's cool, but I was just like, eh, she's just some, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, YouTube star or whatever. And then I seen her live. And I'm like, oh, she could actually sing. 
and then <laughs> and then when the album came out I'm like oh this is like the best album of the year like the whole album was good <laughs> yeah I remember watching her I used to, like when she first started YouTube um with um at the time it was her and her husband, husband. Chris and I would Yes, I would watch her and I would hear her just being like in the background or little snippets. And I'm like, man, her voice is so pretty because I love that. Like she would sing a lot of gospel, like just mm -hmm. randomly. And I love I love gospel. So and then her voice, I'm like, dang, I wonder like one day if she's going to do something, you know, with it. And sure enough, like. She flourished. Yeah, I'm, it's really like I always say like when something's for you no one can take it away it's just supposed to be for you um yeah. and I'm really happy for her like I don't know her at all I really don't know too much about her I literally mm -hmm. heard my friend that also sings Tamel was like oh do you know that Queen Naja girl and I didn't know who she was at the time and she's like yeah. when she told me like the whole story about what he did and everything and I'm just like oh so then one thing that I do like about her music is it's personal um so you you can people are able to relate because they go through the same thing and they don't necessarily say it so just like that song too much to say like is like certain things that she could say and the key thing that I wanted to to ask you in regards to that she makes a point in the song to say that like um she sees that her kids have to go from here to here or do whatever they have to do and she doesn't know how to tell them it's because your dad like you know is a screw up yeah. in a sense so with you I know you have two other kids how like have you been able to have that conversation with them um for me personally since my dad wasn't really in my life I don't my mom never really talked about it that I can remember um and I didn't and, and it didn't affect me until probably I, I was eight and the only reason why it affected me is because it was Thanksgiving and we're sitting at the table with like a whole bunch of church friends. Um, and I was eight years old and I remember this and everybody's going around the table saying what they're thankful for. And everybody was saying that they were thankful for their father. And I remember crying because I could not, I couldn't be thankful for the same thing. Um, yeah. um, so that was our, that's the only time I've ever cried over the situation. I'm not going to say my dad's a piece of shit or anything like that. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we're between the lines. Um, but, um, I, I remember my mom's friend because I would not ask why, but just be confused. Like, why, like, if you have the means and opportunity to be in your kid's life, why not do that? And she told me to, um, stop questioning it because you're probably never gonna know the answer. And I finally did ask him when I, I want to say a year or two ago and his response was well if your mom wants me in if if you wanted me in your in your life you should have told your mom your mom could have told me <laughs> like I'm like it's not her yeah. responsibility to have for you to have a relationship with me so no. it, I don't know it's just a total disconnect but again with my question yeah. how, like how I don't know if you've had those conversations with your kids or how how does that go yeah I have um it, I was always okay my for just go back on a little like of me and my dad was very much wanted to be in my life um he was just so caught up in, in um he was a drug addict and it just it literally consumed him it took over and but the days that I would be with him he's always been very overprotective he always like 
did his best to show his love towards us, but the drugs were just so, it was heavy over his life. And um, so I knew, and I've always loved my dad. I would, I would just, he was just my dad. I, I never saw any wrong in him. And thankfully my mom, because my mom was in a very abusive relationship. He was very abusive. Just, there's a lot of things, um, but she never not once spoke bad about him. Not once. She always tried to find the good things to tell us. I feel more so because we saw a lot. So she didn't really have to tell us anything. Um, but so I was raised like that. You know, my mom so I would just speak highly, even though probably killed her too. Till now we're adults. And so now me and her can have conversations about everything. And mm-hmm. I already know what took place. But for my kids, for them, it started with my son. It started happening very early on, um, he just didn't understand, like, where's my dad? Because my brother um, is very active in his kids' lives. And he was just like, where's my dad? But at some point, I was like, you know, like, well, I would tell him, like, let's pray for your dad, you know. One day, like, God willing, one day he'll be in your life. But I never pushed him away. And I never really told him what, because I was, that relationship, it was very abusive. It was very toxic. It was horrible. But I never, like, I don't share that with him because I feel like he's still too young. Um, but I just always tell him, pray for him, you know. And one day, like, one day, you know, God will bring you guys together. Um, but at some point, he started telling people his dad's dead. Okay. Yeah, and I just think it was his way of coping coping with it. But he, people like, where's your dad? I'm like, oh, he's dead. He died. And I just didn't even know what to say, like it was just it's it's hard you know it's very hard and my daughter she just doesn't know like thankfully that my my stepdad is so involved in her life that she doesn't really have time to think of it um but one thing that she does tell me a lot is I can't wait for you to get married so I can have a good dad and you know that hits different it hits hard um because it's like, ma'am, like, she wants one. She wants one. And in my last relationship, she wanted him to be like that father figure. And she's so little, she's six years old. And when it ended, I didn't even know. I'm like, here I am now picking up pieces, having to sit and explain to my kids that, you know, the person I, I, I chose that, you know, left. So yeah, it's, it's hard, but... <laughs> I know that God will give me the right words to say. Um, I worry more so with my son, not so much my daughter, mm-hmm. um, but my son I do because he is a man. He's a boy and he's eventually going to grow up to be a man. And I, I, I want it to affect him in a, like a good way to where he knows what to do because that person didn't do it, yeah. you know? It can't, and and that's not to say that because I'm I know like <laughs> I have friends that have both of their parents and their parents are amazing and they just I'm just like yeah, like, <laughs> like what do you do with that like yeah like <laughs> your brother is a, a good person but you came out like why are you this way but and it yeah. just doesn't and I've had to tell one of them like you're a bad father like <laughs> like and I'm like you're like 
so I get the fact like kind of what you were saying earlier is like sometimes it's better for you not to even be present in the kid's life if when you're in the present if you're when you are in the presence you're really not doing anything yeah so it's if it's just a lot easier if you're just not there save a lot of heartache for everybody you know my baby loves to eat by the way she's just throughout the whole day I don't understand where it goes because she's so small oh, that's funny um well hey, she's, I mean she's gonna be big not big as in fat but you know she's gonna grow fast <laughs> yeah well she's four percent in her growth she's very small she's she's very tiny so well, now she is but hey yeah but never know yes <laughs> exactly um so I'm gonna play another song um and this one's by K. Michelle. It's called Mother's Prayer. And um, uh, it's my, my mom's favorite song. Yeah, you're just hitting all the, the, the deep songs, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was prepared. <laughs> yes. <laughs> song just because it's basically what she prays and I'm pretty sure all mothers pray the same thing that you know that one that they're doing a good job and that their their kids are never have broken hearts and never go through some of the same struggles that they've had to experience or endure um so my question um is with everything that you've been through um how how do you navigate to make sure that you are not repeating the same cycle I for one I pray I pray daily um and I just go back sometimes and like look you went through this like you don't need to go through it again you you deserve better look at all like just with everything just 
because I've, I've, it was very hard. I was repeating the same cycles in my life. And I found myself repeating the same cycles that my mother, you know, went through and my grandmother. And it, it was like, it was awful. But like, yeah, like, yes, it was. And I was like, why can I break it? Why, what, why with me? Like, you know, and, but I just had to go through it you know, I had to, unfortunately, but now at this point in my life, I'm like, enough is enough. And I, I remind myself daily what I've been through, how much it hurt. Um, and I tell myself that I'm, I'm worth more. I'm worth so much more. My kids are worth more. And if I can lead by example, it's still not too late. And if they can do things better than me, like, then I feel like, okay, I've done my job as a mother, you know? So I just, daily, it's just prayer. And it's just, I go back in my journals because I do write a lot. Um, I journal a lot to help me just get through a rough day or, you know, because my mind is, my mind doesn't stop. And sometimes I wish it could just stop, like, you know, just stop thinking and, um, but I like to journal everything down and I just go back and look at them and I read them. And I know, like, I always just tell myself, like, you're, you deserve better. And God has such a great plan for your future. And that kind of just keeps me going to not repeat everything that I've done. And I always have to remind myself too, like, it's going to come for you one day. What, what you pray for, it's, it's, it's going to come to pass. And, and I just feel with my children, I just, I, I see so much in them that so much good. And I, I just hold on to that, you know, and I know that I don't, I don't believe in my heart that they're going to do the same things as I did. I think they see the hurt I had to go through with my mom. I didn't, really see the she never showed emotion she kind of just she had to like she had to keep going you know and I never saw her even break down like so I never really understood a lot um but I really think that my kids witnessed unfortunately they witnessed a lot and I think they witnessed enough to know what they want and what they don't want as sad as it is they're very young my my um daughter and son they're very very young but my son tells me to this day like you deserve more for a kid to tell his mother you deserve more and for my daughter to tell me that I I'm gonna get married to somebody that is gonna love me right it's like I got children that are counseling me when I should be their counselor, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I just, I just pray. I, my main thing is just praying, seeking God. That's, that's just my main, my main thing right now, seeking God and him guiding me to not repeat. Yeah. Um, yes. That's powerful. Um, this is my favorite question I ask everybody is, if you had 10 minutes with God, what would be the one question? If you can only ask one question, what would it be? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh. Yeah, it always catches everybody <laughs> off guard. Like, dang. Um, man, um, one question that I would ask God. I think I would ask him, how can he love? How can he have so much love for the people that hurt him? I think it would be, how can he still love? I think that's my, my question. I, I asked that question to everybody because I feel that it gauges what's kind of important to people in a sense or what they're what they struggle with is you know yeah um <laughs> so i it kind of I mean, it's a big question and someone asked me yeah and i was like i was like yeah this ain't how this is supposed to go <laughs> like no. i don't even know what my answer would be uh, or what my question yeah. would be um and i still don't like i really don't i don't know like i i, I it's not that i have a lot of questions it's just that I think that if I have one question, I need to make it count. And it, then I start thinking, well, this doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. Um, but yeah. what what actually <laughs> does matter or, you know, and would I be satisfied? Yeah. But it goes to show that, like, too, that the stuff that we want answers for or questions for, they're, they're really, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. But, um. Again, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Um, there's um, there's this uh, song I'm gonna play in a minute by um, Fantasia. I love Fantasia. It's called Baby Mama. Everybody should know the song um, yes. because it, it's kind of like an anthem in a in a good way um, for yeah. for single mothers. And for so long there wasn't any any. There's like a a taboo in a sense. For, for single mothers, uh, yeah. what why do you why do you think that that is? And then on top of that, do you believe that people that there's somebody for everybody? I I think single moms. I will for one. I don't think they get the credit that they deserve a lot. I feel like a lot of well, in my family, a lot of people are looked upon when you're a single mom and it's because they don't you know we don't choose to stick around and be Dormant. mistreated or yes or you know we don't allow things and um I I tip my hat to single moms <laughs> I I'm proud it may not be the life I wanted but I'm very very proud that I'm able to get it done alone you know and um, if you're a single mom and you can do it, like at the end of the day, like not by choice, you know, we, we don't choose this life, but man, we managed to get it done. Like we managed to raise these kids and with the help of family, like it's just, I think we're just so much stronger. <laughs> like. Yeah. But the the second question, I forgot it. I'm sorry. Um, do you but, believe that people can be happily single? Or that there's somebody for everybody? Okay. In my heart, I don't feel there's somebody for everybody. Me neither. I, like, 
I don't feel that. I- and the reason why I, I personally don't feel that way is just because like, I see that there's people that are like, physically or mentally unable to be in a relationship so that throws that whole idea that there's somebody for everybody out the window and I remember I watched this interview with Brandy and she said that she never wanted to necessarily date again and everything because she's happy with herself and I feel like a life to with life um to find true happiness has nothing to do with somebody else so if you are able to find somebody else, that's just like the icing on the cake or the bonus. Yes, but I, I truly don't. I don't, people are like, do you want to die alone? Like, well, at the end of the day, like you're dead. <laughs> like you're going <laughs> to die. Like they're not going to come with you, Yeah. you know? And I just, if if God has somebody for me, you know, then okay, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm, learning to find everything that I've longed for in someone else. I'm learning to find within myself and with God. And I don't, I'm not in a right, right. It's, it's crazy how now I feel just like at peace. Like if God has someone, he's going to come when I least expect it, but I'm not looking for it. I don't, I'm not going to look for it because I'm not looking. I don't want to look like I just, I need to search within myself daily and, I have family that stick around for people. They stick around, they stick around, they stick, sorry, they stick around in relationships that they're very unhappy in because of their children. And I just, I'm the only, honestly, I'm the only single one in my family, the only single one. And I'm okay with it because at the end of the day, it's like, I'm tending to myself and my kids and I don't have to give someone else part of me right now that I'm not ready to give. And so, yeah, so I don't feel that there's someone for everybody. And if I'm, I'm, if I'm that person, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. That's that's amazing. I I used to think when I was younger, um, like going into my twenties, that like okay well I'm gonna have a kid at this age that means that I need to be married and do all this like you have this thing mapped out and then when I got to like 27 I'm like well I already effed up my 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 map my plan (laughs) like my time all thrown off now um and then it wasn't and and I feel like we do that a lot because we are basing that off of like you know what society says or what we see from our parents or friends or whatever the case is celebrities and I had to really take a look and realize that I'm on my own timeline. I'm not on anybody else's timeline. Um, oh. So whatever I uh, am going through or whatever my life turns out to be, it's my life. I don't need to worry about or compare it to somebody else. Yeah. It's like my life. Did I, did I picture, did I want all this, <laughs> you know, to happen the way it did? No, but I wouldn't be who I am if it didn't happen this way. So I, I'm grateful for the way it all played out, even though there has been a lot of trials and tribulations and mountains to climb. I'm, I'm very grateful for the way it turned out. Amazing. But, um, so, yeah. and I know you said that earlier that you 
I, I have a good memory. You said that you found like a talent, if I'm not mistaken, or like a gift that you didn't know you had. Did you want, can you elaborate on that? Um, not, I knew I had, okay. I've always drawn. I, I love to draw. Um, but I never really felt that I was good enough to do, to draw. Like, I just felt like I, there's so many amazing artists out there and my stuff is nothing compared to theirs. Like theirs is just amazing. But during last year is when I really was like, let me just start. Let me just, let me just do this. And it was my outlet. It was, it was something that helped me cope with, with my depression and everything. And I just, it's crazy because now I can look at my art and I fall in love with it. I literally just look at it. There's some days where I'll break down and cry because God speaks to me through my, my drawings. And sometimes I'm like, what the heck? Like, what do you, what is this? But it just, it, God speaks to me through it. And I, he just reminded me, like, I am talented in the, in, in when it comes to my art and I, now I do it often and it's, it soothes me. It's crazy. Cause it's not just for show. It does so much stuff internally that it really helps me. And I fall in love with it and it brings a smile to my face because it just shows me like, dang girl, like you can do so much more. And I feel like this is just like a starting point. I feel like there's a lot of other things I can do, but this is just my, my grounds to let me know that I'm capable of a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. There's this song. It's an old song. It's a gospel song. And I really want to play it. And then I'm going to ask you a question after this. It's like, I haven't heard this song in forever, but it's like one of my favorites when I was, uh, the song's, damn, the song's old as hell now that I think about it. Because <laughs> I remember hearing it around the time I got baptized. I got baptized when I was like, dang, 13. This song's like almost 20 years old. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> dang, not me telling my age. Uh, <laughs> but, um, okay. <laughs> right um but here's the song it's called secret and it's by out of eden um so take a listen okay. Into my space, saw pain in her eyes. 
so the the moral of that song is that she says that she goes into this store and some girls staring at her like you know kind of weird and so she finally asks like oh can I help you in a sense and the ladies are like I just know that like how basically how the world is right now and how my life is like what's your secret why are you so happy um, and then she begins to tell her that because God's in her life and everything. So my question is, with everything that you've gone through, what would you tell other women that have gone through something similar or that are going through something similar? What would be your your advice or what would you say to them to help them through what you've already gone through? To know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that... God, that they, if they can just seek him and, and that it's very hard in the situation when you're in it to see, um, the light, but it comes to pass and things will get better and it's only going to make you stronger. Um, and then you can share your story with other single moms that can relate and it's it's gonna get better and that's something I had to remind myself it's gonna get better and it's I mean you can have like somebody tell you that but it really won't do anything until you can literally let yourself know like it's going to get better like I'm gonna get through this and I had to remind myself because as much as everyone would tell me, like, you're going to be okay. Like no matter what anybody said to me, it just didn't feel like I was going to be okay until I finally would, I would look at myself daily in the mirror, like, and I would have to like pump myself up. Like you're going to get through this. You're going to be okay. And you're going to have a good day regardless of everything you're facing right now because you're you're doing what you got to do for your kids and but definitely it is good to have people around um but not so much to tell me to tell me what to do it was just more of the company I needed I needed that 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 fellowship I needed friends and family just around me to keep me busy but yeah definitely just tell yourself and remind yourself that you are going to get through it and it's going to be greater in the end you know god always yeah she does no she wants a cheeto she wants a cheeto Uh. (laughs) um but i really feel that god doesn't give us stuff that we can't handle and i just feel he knows what we're i'm sorry sorry for all you men but women are stronger (laughs) sorry because he, he gives us some stuff you know and we we no, definitely. So fun fact that people that don't know, it's been scientifically proven, I like to use the word scientifically proven, that men are actually more sensitive um, than girls are. And it's from birth. But how society makes everything up, you, you feel like you have to put on a mask or you have to act a certain way. But guys are like, boy, boys cry more than girls, um, even at birth and everything. It's just, we're, we're not the the inferior race were actually like, you know, I think, you know, I think that's why women it's very, if if a man were to just be his true self, like emotionally, 
well, not get crazy, you know, they don't know craziness, <laughs> but you know, if they were to express that, I feel like things might be a lot different in this world. Like yeah, express definitely. it in a good way. Yeah. Hel- know, in a healthy way. I feel like way. it's um, I, like my mom's a strong woman, a woman. And I feel that like women, sometimes they feel like when, especially single moms, like they have to be strong because they have to, they don't have the support of, you know, a male or they don't have any of this. So they have to carry both hats in a sense. Yeah. But she never, I've probably seen her cry when I was a kid, maybe once or twice in my entire life. Um, and then when I got older, she just got more, I guess what people would say girly in a sense or like more like sensitive. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like Maybe because you're older. I feel like as a child, you know, moms don't want their children to see, to see that it. because they yeah. want, yeah. Like my mom got laid. I had to sit with my mom and like, let her know, like, you don't express yourself. Like you don't now, like I, I, I was able to tell her that and, but I find my mom more emotional now. Um, but I, I, as a parent, I do not show certain things in front of the kids. I kind of wait. Well, I'm sure a lot of moms do when their kids are yeah. sleeping. Um, but then my kids got to see the side of me. Well, during my depression, I didn't want them to see, but I, I feel that it is a good thing they did see somewhat of it because I want them to understand that it's, it's real. My yeah. son, yeah. And my son would make comments like, people only get depressed. Like if he made a comment like, uh, people only get depressed if they're in the dark or something like that. And I said, no, I, do you remember when mommy was crying last year? He's like, yeah, I was like, because I was going through something and I, I want to bring that forth to him for him to mm-hmm. understand that it's a real thing and it's okay to express yourself. It's okay to express your emotions and to cry. I mean, not it's not, not you know, if he's doing it every day, then okay, we got to figure <laughs> out what's going on, yeah. but it's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's okay. But yeah, I feel we do put up a brave, we like, we have no choice to be strong, but we there's only so much you know there's only so much we can carry exactly I know I feel like I I'm trying to think I want I'm very in touch with my feelings um and and I don't have a problem with expressing how I feel and I think that sometimes I uh if I feel something it I try to watch how I express it because sometimes like me being passionate about something can come off as me being aggressive. Um, And that's not the case at all. I don't know if it's (laughs) because I'm black or whatever that, you know, it is, but it's, it's looked at, it's frowned upon or whatever. Or so I like, I really have to find tack and ways to express myself um, in ways that, you know, I feel that minorities have to do this, but Caucasians don't really have to express they can express themselves however and no one's gonna I mean it's not that we're gonna look at them crazy but society in a whole is like oh he's probably just going through something but if I were Uh, like they're 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 very understanding yeah but yeah but if you if you were going through the same thing then you're crazy exactly so it's it's really it's hard to to live in a not it's hard to live in a world 
I don't want to say it's hard because this is what you grow up to know. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's not the right term I want to use. It's, it's not hard. It's just life. Um, it's life. And I always tell people that there's like two Americas. <laughs> there, there is. Yeah, <laughs> there for, is. For, for them over there and then there's America for us over here. Um, yeah. So have you even had the chance to break down like and express, explain that to your kids or like how, how does that conversation even look like? Yeah, I, 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 I have more so my son. Um, he's 11, you know, so it's, he's, thankfully we don't have um, like cable. I mean, I can watch the news, but I just choose not to. Um, um, but I did have to break everything down to him. Um, he didn't understand it and I can only break down so much because, okay, I am Hispanic, but you know, at the end of the day, like everything that's going on, it's like, it's, it's targeted at black people. And, and I had to explain to him, like, look at like he didn't understand like I showed him I I, I showed him videos like and he's like what why are they doing that why are they doing that like what it what but he didn't even it wasn't even so he wasn't even focused on the color mm-hmm. then I had to then I had to go back and I had to you know share with him and then he's like well why why don't why don't they like black people and I'm like well son it's just it's racism and, and they're very, they're very bitter and, and, and miserable people. And I had to tell him like, we're all God's people. I was like, I was like, he's like, well, what color is God? I'm like, well, God ain't white. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, he ain't white. Like, and I just had to like, tell him like, even though you may not understand it, I want you to be sensitive, you know, to others and understand that he's like, well, do, do, do Mexicans, Hispanics go through that? I was like, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Well, we, you know, but I want you to very be, I want you to be mindful of what you say, how you say it. And I also want you to keep your eyes open to the world because it's only getting uglier. And we are, we are all God's people at the end of the day. We're all God's people. We all started there was two people like yeah. we're all at the end of the day we are all god's children it's and we should race. love each other exactly we Human should race. own we should yeah we should love each other as much as you know we love ourselves and and we should love each other as much as god loves us and, and it's hard it's it, you know to share that because then he's like well what about people that do this to you he goes he goes deep like he starts <laughs> going in like what about the people that hurt you like but i'm like no like we're all at the end of the day we all bleed the same like, and we should love each other, you know, and he, he's, we're not out in the world. Like right now we're really, we're, Mm, we stay home all day. So he doesn't really see too much, but I always tell him like, don't ever, cause he, they would be like, well, why the races and colors and like, boy, at the end of the day, we're Puerto Rican too. So it's like, Mm we have black rooted in us. Yeah. So you're next in line. Like, like, come on. Like they don't, they're not focused on mm. like going in and what you actually are. It's the mm. color of your skin. skin it's, yeah. And we're, we're brown. We're brown. You know, we go, we go further back. My grandma, 
my grandma's Hispanic. My grandma's Mexican. And they made her sit in the back of the bus. She's dark. Mm-hmm. She's very dark complected. Mm-hmm. They would, they would treat her like they would call her names in school. And she would be like, well, I'm, I'm she only knew Spanish. And, but they would, they would, the, the white kids would horrible things to her. Yeah. And they, a lot of people thought she was black. They thought she was African-American. She was Mexican, but it doesn't matter. It's at the end of the day, it's the, it's your complexion that they, yeah. that they're looking at, you know? Yeah. And I had to explain that too, to my, um, one of my cousins. Cause he's like, you would never know that he was black unless you seen his mom. Mm. Um, yeah. And he's old, he's like 20. And I, and I like I'm and I say this to I told him this too and I was like I'm not saying that your mom is a bad mom and I'm not saying that your mom didn't do a good job raising you what I'm saying is that she failed you as a black mom as a black mom she failed you because yeah. like you are black so you but you don't see everything that's going on in the world and you're 23 24 like I don't see how you don't understand yeah. um and so like we we've had recently like deep conversations in regards to it and and he's like well I get stuff like too like stuff people tell me like racist stuff too and I was like yeah but they only tell you that because they've seen your mom exactly yeah like if you ain't never seen your mom you would pass like you don't not look white but you definitely don't look hispanic or black like you they may think that you're like white and hawaiian or something like that like yeah um and then I have another friend that I mentor. I found so crazy I, how God works. Um, so just to go back just a little bit, um, this guy, I never, I, I'm on Twitter, but I never comment. I never really post anything. I never respond back to anything. But one day that I seen this thing and this guy had posted something, this kid, and I'm like, uh, I retweeted it because I thought it was really, really funny. And then I DM'd him, you know, or not DM'd him, I messaged him saying that was funny. And then he had posted something else that said something along the lines of like, well, since no one else is going to retweet me, I'm going to retweet myself. And I thought it was hilarious. So I retweeted and I was like, oh, I got you. And um, I seen another one of his tweets basically asking God for something or whatever, praying like to God that this turns out in his favor. And and I told him, I was like, well, you're praying, you're praying for the wrong thing. And I was like, you should be praying that everything no matter what it turns out to be that you're able to handle it and you can go through it and come out on the other side. Um, so fast forward, like he ended up DMing me and we actually became actually really cool. That's like my little brother now. Um, but like, and he's Hispanic and it was, um, he had posted something on social media in regards to um, basically he doesn't understand like why people can't say the N word and and he's just gonna use it and all this other stuff and I'm like wait hold up like I talk to you nearly every day if you've never said it with me on the phone so like and I had to like like try to break it down and it literally was the most frustrating conversation because I've never had to explain to somebody why they shouldn't use the word like I rarely use the word um but I didn't like I really couldn't like I really couldn't get through to him like why he shouldn't use the word um and so then he's like well black people use it and I was like well that's different because when we use the word we can't do any harm to anybody by using the word and whereas you can and you know and like it still just was not clicking or whatever and he's like, well they use it and everything so I can use it too and I was like okay well let's say that your mom called you the b word are you gonna call your mom the b word because since she used it 
And he was like, well, no, that's different. I'm like, no, it's kind of the same thing. It's a, like about respecting. And I'm, so I was telling him, I was like, there's just words that you just should not use. Like the R word. And I hope everybody knows that's listening. So I'm not going to use the word, but the R word. Um, and I'll say this, like little people don't like to be called midgets. Um, yeah. uh, so I don't use the M word anymore. And I wasn't until I watched like the little women of LA or little women of Atlanta. It's funny. Cause that's when I watched, that's when I was like, yes, okay, I did not something. know. Like it, I was just like, what? Like, so I was like, okay, there's just certain words that you just don't use because you don't want, you don't want to offend anybody. So whether yeah. they're here or not here, I'm still not going to use the word. Um, and then I like had to like, think like, dang, like, okay, so I have to watch what I say at all times. Um, because you never like, just because someone could be looking up to you or someone can do something, you know, like, and you yeah. never realize what people are like, even my little cousin, um, he's, a he's 11 too. And like, he would be in my room all the time or whatever. And then he would say something like, Hey, don't say that. Like, don't talk like that. And he's like, well, you said it. And I said, okay, well, you're watching me now. <laughs> so now yeah. I need to know that I got to watch what I say, like at all times, because I didn't even yeah. think like I, yeah, yes, I said that, but I'm an adult, but still, that's not the point. Like, you know, it's, yeah. you're, you're gaining something from what I'm saying. So I need to watch what I say and how I handle things and, and move. Yeah, I, I agree with that because even like uh, cursing, like, I'm sorry, sometimes like my mouth can just go crazy and then <laughs> my kids hear it and then my my daughter's like don't say that and I'm like well I'm an adult but then I'm like that's not my that shouldn't be an excuse, excuse because because at the end of the day when she turns mine she's going to feel like it's okay to speak that mm-hmm. to use those words and it's really not it's ugly like I really feel it is it, may, it makes it makes me feel ugly when I use those words and I don't want to use them I don't want my daughter talking like that and so but but to going back to the n-word I was in high school and I, I grew up around black people. They, yeah. they honestly, they're, they're the people that I would kick it with. Like I would hang out with them because I'm sorry, but my, my race just didn't really like me. So <laughs> in school, so I, you know, and I just got along with them and they're just, I would just have so much fun. And I remember one time it, I did say it, they all looked at me like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can't say it. They didn't even have to tell me. Yeah. I just knew like, okay, don't say it. And from then on, I, I just don't say it. Like I, I just respect you know who it. Because used I just, it? And it caught who? me so off guard was Jerry. And it caught me so off guard because I hate yeah. Joe Jerry all the time. And like, it's not even like, for, to me, that's not something that he would even use. So he said it, I could do nothing but laugh because it was like, it sounded one weird coming awkward. out of his mouth. Yeah, it was so <laughs> awkward. And he looked at me and he's just like, I'm so sorry. I don't even know why I said that. And I was like, nah, it's cool. Like, it's not cool, but like, I know that that's not who you are. That's not who you yeah, are. Yeah, so like, I'm just <laughs> like, so it, it was so, like- I can't I was even like, see that. Exactly. So I was I was caught so awkward. I'm like, nah, I heard something wrong because Jerry didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I have to- I, I like, I respect it when people, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm not black. And then it's almost like what I want, and I'm going to say the word, um, what I want, like somebody to call me like a wetback. Yeah. Or, you know, like, no, like that's offensive. Like, you know, just as much as we don't want someone calling that, you know, and, but I think people, I think some people, it's very hard for them to understand because they're like, well, you guys don't mean it in a harmful way. So why, why can I say it? But it, it's just the respect level. Like, yeah. 
you know, respect it. And then it's not even a big deal. At the end of the day, it's like, just don't say it. Like, yeah, I, I, eventually he, he said that he wasn't going to use it no more. Because at, at a point I was like, I really ran out of things. Like, I can't convince you. I looked up videos and like, dang. they not, like I looked up articles and everything. And I was like, this doesn't help me prove my point why you shouldn't use the word. Like, I can't explain it in a way that's going to make you understand why you shouldn't use the word. So finally, I was just like, is the word that important to you? Like, if, if, if it was the word or our friendship, you're basically saying that that word is so important to you that you need to use that and it's more important than our friendship. And he was like, well, no, it's actually not important at all. Like, he's, I'm just being stubborn. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well then I'm, I'm glad. And then like, he started to like, see my point of view, but I'm like, I shouldn't yeah. have to use that as an, as a reason for you not to use a word that's, you know, like some people, I think some cool people, it, but yeah, I just feel like some people too, they have to just get a point across. They have to, mm-hmm. they just have to, it's just like something that it, it's, it's, they're stubborn. Um, even though they know the right answer, they mm-hmm. just, I feel some people just feel like they have to be right, you know, and it's just, it's not worth it, you know? Yeah. But, um, but him and I are in a, cause I was about to be like, okay. And it was so bad that he, after I talked to him, he felt so bad that he felt like he hurt Aww. my feelings. He blocked me on everything. And I'm like, you, how you block me? Like, shouldn't I block you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so luckily Aww. I had, um, I have two phones. So I was able to text him with the other phone. Yeah. I'm like, hey, bro, like, why'd you block me? Like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, you know, yeah. like, pointed um and we were able to, to talk or whatever but I was like so, caught so off guard I'm like huh <laughs> shouldn't that I be the so one <laughs> um but uh, it was good though because after that like he hit me up like a week later and was basically like I guess reassessing where he was at when I met him um yeah. and that's why I say it was like kind of like like God works in mysterious ways because I don't message anything back and like I met him and like at that point in time, like he needed a friend and I was able yeah. to, to be that for him. Um, so it, it was cool to see that, like, you know, like how God works in a sense. So yeah. everything, you know, does happen for a reason, but before I let yeah. you go, I said, I was going to play the song by Fantasia. Lily love music. Take one. Fantasia. Fantasia. Check in the mail You open it and you're like, what the hell You say, this ain't even half a day care Saying to yourself, this here ain't fair And all my girls who don't get no help Who gotta do everything by yourself Remember, what don't kill you can only make you stronger 
<laughs> the live version when she did it on Ellen. Love that song. Yeah, the live version when she did it on Ellen, I'm gonna send it to you because that's literally my favorite rendition of the song. And she started growling. She's like, yeah. And I was like, yes, fantastic. Give me, you gave me life right now. <laughs> and I, I'm still bummed. She had a concert right before the pandemic happened and I had money to go to the concert huh. and I didn't, I don't know why I didn't do it. Like, and now, and then afterwards, I find out that she said she's not going to tour anymore. I'm like, oh, Aww. hell nah. Like, Damn. <laughs> she's a, and speaking of baby mama, she's, you know, an epitome of that. But I mean, she's married now yeah. and she's, I think she's pregnant too right now. See, it's just, I feel like with us single moms, it's only, it's only temporary. I don't feel like this is the end for us. I don't feel, even moms that struggle, like, you know, financially, it's not the end. Low income moms, like it's it's not the end. This is just where we're at now. But God has so much greater. Like, I see where I'm at now. The apartment I live in is not the greatest. It is not. But you you always talk so down on your apartment. The yeah, inside is not, beautiful. The her decor, y'all. Like yeah. I like it's something that you'd see on Instagram. Like they take pictures of or whatever, and you put on your like know, thing. Okay, see, like, there's, okay, because the, the, the outside is not appealing, you know, and there's a lot of crazy That's so funny here, that you I'm say like, that, because uh, Jaden had sent me this video of, like, I don't know if you see the, the meme or whatever, where he's like, I'm in the ghetto or whatever, and he sent me that, and I was like, oh, you feel like that? He's like, every time I go take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> my son, yeah, no, like, we have to, like, it's not like, oh, my God, like, it's the project, you know, mm. but it's not, I feel like this is a season. And so what I had to learn to do, cause trust me, I did not want to live here. It was just like, it was either live here, or live with my, with my parents. I'm like, no, I'm gonna live here. <laughs> so, you know, I made it to where I, I want to be in my apartment and I am constantly decorating. I'm constantly hitting up target. I am always on Pinterest. I'm literally nonstop, but it's like, I'm like, okay, if, if I take care of what God has given me at this moment, he's going to see that I'm doing that and he's going to give me more. And that's, I always tell my kids, clean your room because if you don't take care of this, we're not going to have bigger. Yeah. You don't take care of the car. We're not going to have better. Like, so I just feel like in where we're at is only a season and you know, God has greater. If we, you know, if we open ourselves and be open-minded to that, it's only going to get better, you know? So I embrace what I got right now. And I'm very blessed, thankfully, because there's a lot that have less. And I know that it's, it's only a season. Yeah. I'm going to be 30 in two days. And, and I was, I was feeling really down, but I'm like, heck no, this is my time to shine. Like 30. Exactly. All right. Let's get it. Like, come on. <laughs> But yeah. So how old were you when you had Jaden? I was 18. 18. 18, yes. I was senior in high school. Senior in high school. Cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a movie. My, my, my life is definitely a, a Have movie you ever thought right about now. writing a book or something or a memoir or something? it's been on me yes it's just like how do I I I don't know what to, where to start because there's just so much of it <laughs> like yeah you know but she wants to be outside 
That's cool. Well, again, I thank you so much for doing the podcast. Um, I really wanted thank you you because I knew that you had a story and hence the create your own story. And I wanted you to be able to use the platform to be able to to tell tell your story. Um, And there was like stuff that I didn't know. (laughs) Um, And I I thank you for being so vulnerable and and uh, and willing to to share. Yeah, of um, course. It's, you have any last oh any last words that you want to say or where people can find you? Um I mean if you want to find me, you can find me on Terrell followers. <laughs> 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 um no, like I mean I mean if anybody you know needs some encouraging words as single moms or whatever, I'm I'm here. Um it's really bad. Do I know my Instagram name? I think it's a Monique, a dot Monique. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm really bad at that. I'm not very big on social media, but, um, no, I'm, if anybody needs some type of guidance or, you know, just want to know how I got through it, I'm, I'm more than welcome. I mean, I'm sure you can. Yeah. It'll be at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be at the bottom and in but the flyer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, thank you so much, Terrell. I, I really, it's it's an honor to even for you to even think of me and I appreciate it and I'm so grateful to have met you it's we met during the quarantine the pandemic but I'm very very grateful to have met you because you you I see how impact I'm glad I didn't um like even when Jaden invited us to his birthday I was like so surprised and caught off guard I'm like you barely even talked to me (laughs) like um, but you know what that I feel like kids can truly see you know and he they when they come across good people they know and that little boy has been through a lot you know he was my first baby so he kind of went through everything I went through and so he, when he, when he, when there's a good person come his, like coming his way, he, he, he recognizes it for sure. And you, you are definitely one of them. Cause he told me like, yeah, mom, um, do you got Hulu? Because Terrell has it. And he gave me the passport and he's cool. <laughs> and like, yeah. You just, yeah, I, I was very happy when he, he wanted you guys, unfortunately you guys couldn't come, but I was very happy when he, he didn't want no other people. It was you guys and my, my family. So, yeah, I was really yeah. honored. I'm like caught off guard. I'm like, what? I was like, oh, Dan, I'm special. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I, I really, I was telling Jerry the other day because he, um, I don't want to put, put him on blast, but um, <laughs> his information on blast, I want to say this the right way. There was uh, last year in January, February, literally right before the pandemic happened, um, he stayed with me for a little while. And mm-hmm. Um, he was just his his whole story he'll be on the podcast he'll be able to tell his story later on but um I told him the other day when I spoke to him and I was like I really think that like yeah you went through what you went through but there was a reason why you went through what you went through and it wasn't for you like Mm -hmm. like you like even though you don't realize how much you brought people together in the time that you were going through what you were like you help build relationships with other people and even though that's maybe maybe not what you were trying to do like I just think about it if you didn't stay with me you probably wouldn't have never invited me to church like you know yeah and he invited me to church that one day I met a few people 
And then the pandemic happened and they started this thing off. And what's crazy is that like, when I met Jerry, um, he always used to say hi at work. And I was just like, this guy's weird. Why is he always saying hi to me? I don't even know him. But I'd be saying hi back. And I woke up one morning and I remember telling my coworker Gladys, I'm like, Gladys, she's like, what? I was like, you know, that new Jerry guy. And she's like, yeah, so we have to find him. And she's like, why? And I was like, God's telling me that I'm supposed to be his friend. And she's like, what? And she, I was like, I know it sounds crazy, but I swear God is telling me that him and I are supposed to be friends. And so fast forward, we go and find him. I meet him. And then uh, like a couple weeks later, I found out that he's like super into his church and that he yes. had ministry. And I was like, wow. Like, and I, and I was like, that's so crazy. Cause I felt like God, like it was meant to be in a sense. Like, you know, like if yeah. I didn't have that feeling, I probably would have just brushed it off or, you know, but I was like, no, God's telling me, like I woke up and it's one of those things that people say, like, oh, God spoke to me. Like, I never experienced it until then. And it, I don't know, like, I can't yeah, explain yeah. it. <laughs> like, it's, it's unexplainable, yeah. but that's just how the feeling I had and and stayed here. And then we had the Zoom meetings and that's where I met you and among other people. And I've since changed my number. So I think I only talked to you <laughs> and Devin <Yeah>. still. <laughs> um, okay. um, it's nothing personal. I, I literally yeah, just, yeah. Um, um, I really needed to uh, take a step back and kind of reassess um, before this new year started. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like it was, it was really therapeutic and good for me, but now I'm tr- trying to get in, like I'm busy doing these podcasts and then my stuff on social media and trying to find yeah. time for everything, work and people. So I'm trying to balance. It's hard, but. It's very hard to balance, but someone's got you know only, it only makes it. you better exactly I, I was like I need an intern because I can't afford to pay nobody <laughs> um, oh, I'm about to send Jaden to you you're right <laughs> and that's all we have for you today I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.